Servus and greetings from Vienna. My name is Anita Posch. Thank you for listening to Bitcoin und Co., my podcast that's introducing the philosophy, ideas and people behind Bitcoin. Hello people, it's the first week of February and on Saturday I'm off to Zimbabwe and Botswana to find out if and how Bitcoin is used there. I have pre-produced and scheduled weekly interviews for you, so you can still listen to the podcast while I'm out and about. In March, I will fly to San Francisco to attend the Bitcoin 2020 conference. In the following interview, I talk with Brandon Green, who is the project manager at BTC Media for the conference. You might not know that BTC Media is also the company behind the Bitcoin magazine and the Let's Talk Bitcoin podcast network. We will talk about the latest developments in Bitcoin, the halving, their suspended Twitter account and what you can expect from the Bitcoin 2020 conference. If you like my podcast, please search for it in your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. And if you can spare five minutes, please write a recommendation on Apple Podcast. Thank you. Thank you also to the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network for publishing this episode. Before we start, a message from my sponsors. The Card Wallet is the ideal solution to store your Bitcoin keys in the medium and long run. No software updates needed, it's 100% offline, it leaves no traces on the blockchain if you give it away as a gift or inheritance. With the card wallet, you'll get one Bitcoin address, you can send Bitcoin to it whenever you wish, and all you have to do is to store it in a safe place. That's it. The manufacturers are the Austrian State Printing House, who is also the producer of Austria's passports, and Coinfinity, Austria's first Bitcoin broker. Order your card wallet at cardwallet.com forward slash Anita and get 20% off. My guest today is Brandon Green. Brandon is working for Bitcoin Media and is one of the organizers of the Bitcoin 2020 conference. And we're going to talk a little bit about the conference and about recent developments in the Bitcoin space. Hi, Brandon. Hi. Hi, Anita. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. You too? Are you good? I'm doing great. Doing great. Excited to be on. At first, I would like to know, when did you discover Bitcoin? Sure. Yeah. So... Back in the spring slash really the fall of 2016, the spring of 2017, uh, I was talking to some people from my university, Alabama. I was just graduating then, so I'm a little bit of a young one. And they are the CEO and CTO of BTC Media, BTC Inc. Uh, uh, and it's David and Tyler. And they were telling me all about how, you know, this Bitcoin thing was going to be huge and, uh, you know, I should really pay attention to it. And, uh, you know, I already had a job that I was going into from graduation, but I had a kind of a free summer. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to learn about this. I'm going to see, you know, why you guys think this is a cool thing to think about. Uh, uh, and so I kind of jumped into a little internship with them and absolutely fell, you know, as we like to say, uh, head over heels down the rabbit hole. Uh, and I've kind of been, you know, totally encapsulated in, uh, uh, you know, really dumbfounded and awestruck by it ever since. Uh, and so, 
you know, I had done a little bit of everything. I've written for Bitcoin Magazine. I've, uh, you know, organized a few conferences that we put on. Uh, I'm now kind of in this media communications role, and I work really closely with uh, David and Tyler as well as they kind of are trying to figure out what it means to run a Bitcoin company, which is uh, not an easy topic. Yeah, that's true. But then you're really very young because is this your first job? Uh, so this is my first full-time job. Yes, I've had internships and stuff in the past, but you know, I guess I'm now almost almost three years in. So uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel quite as new as it did, you know, back in the day. Yeah, sure. Three years is actually a long time, even more when you're young. <laughs> yeah, it feels like 30 yeah. years in Bitcoin time. <laughs> <laughs> in Bitcoin time, yeah, that's true. And uh, what is so interesting for you personally uh, in Bitcoin? What 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 are the aspects that interest you the most? Yeah, so, I mean, it's such a loaded question, obviously, uh, and I have so many different answers, but the one that's really prescient on my mind right now uh, would be the the whole aspect of digital like life. Uh, what does it mean to be a responsible digital citizen? Uh, what is your relationship with the government when the government has the ability to track your every move, your every word that you say? I mean, everything that we're going to do as human beings is going to be recorded permanently uh, now from really from now on. And so my The, the reason why I like Bitcoin is that Bitcoin becomes a check on that in a lot of ways. It's an ability for people to opt out of this system that has kind of changed and, and warped and almost become this, uh, uh, I don't want to say big brother because that's kind of a, a trope at this point, but you know this, this overbearing system of correct ways to think and to speak and to act. Uh, uh, and I think Bitcoin enables a certain amount of individualism that's so desperately needed nowadays. Yeah, I think also, I think it's a little, not a little bit, it's very frightening to me. Like, um, if you think about every step of your daily life is being recorded and somebody is like, okay, they always say it's just data, you know, with AI and stuff and nobody can read it. But actually, you know, on the other hand, you have uh, countries like China who have a social reward system where people cannot fly anymore because they didn't behave in the way the state wanted them to behave. So it's really frightening, actually. And um, that's that's also one of the things I think I also hope that the core developers and people who are going to meet up also at your conference. Um, I think one of their focuses in 2020 is also on privacy. Do, do you also think that? You know, uh, I really hope so. And uh, there are things that are already created on Bitcoin that look promising in the privacy sector. When we have the coin join, we have uh, uh, some of these side chains that are trying to be spun up that are more private. We have Lightning even that's pretty difficult still to... To monitor. So, I mean, there, there's some promising developments. And, you know, I don't know what the right answer is between whether we need privacy on the, you know, base layer of Bitcoin or whether we need uh, privacy to kind of be this opt in feature. Uh, you know, I, I hate the idea of opt in privacy, but I also hate the idea of this being a no brainer to just ban by countries. So it's, you know, uh, I go back and forth in my mind about what the right thing to do is. And, 
I still think Bitcoin's kind of this nascent technology that, you know, it, it, it's anti-fragile, but it's not totally invulnerable. Uh, and I think one of the things that I'm really worried and, you know, thinking about with Bitcoin is that regulators still have uh, a pretty strong say in the development and in the uh, proliferation of Bitcoin throughout society. That's true. And I, I also not sure how this will develop, like uh, going on with Libra and Facebook and Google and all the big private companies who also want to get into the money business. Yeah, I mean, I think Libra proved that there will never be another Bitcoin. Uh, you know, there's my bold statement, but Libra with Facebook, one of the most powerful entities in the entire world now, still is being basically steamrolled by government against creating their own currency. And if Facebook can't do it, no one else is going to be able to do it. Uh, so I think it's a really bullish indicator, actually, for Bitcoin that that lightning has kind of been captured in a bottle and no one will ever be able to recreate that. One of the topics this year, I guess, will also be the halving because it's also the title of the Bitcoin 2020 conference. Do you think that uh, the halving... I mean, are you bullish on it or is it not something that you're interested that much because you say you are more interested in the foundations of Bitcoin? Yeah, I mean, well, it's still a very exciting thing. And I think, uh, you know, whenever you have these moments in Bitcoin where everything theoretical crashes into reality kind of in one instance, uh, I mean, it's so exciting and it's so interesting to watch uh, because, you know, in a lot of ways, Bitcoin is psychology quantified. It's uh, people's emotions and thoughts and ideologies all kind of being tracked along a distributed ledger and uh, a price mechanism. And so I personally, I'm very bullish about this happening. I mean, we've seen it twice already where the happening spurs a huge bull market and it makes sense from a supply standpoint. That, you know, if you cut this incoming supply in half, uh, you cut the need for incoming demand in half in order for it to stay uh, level. So if demand doesn't cut, then you're probably going to have a pretty good price swing. Uh, and, and I mean, that's, I think, what we've seen, uh, you know, in the 2013, 2014 bubble and in the 2017 bubble. So uh, I'm really excited. So that would mean that like in 2021, we might have another bubble? Yeah, I mean, and the, the trick is, is like, all right, what are the other market segments that have changed or have developed or matured since the last having? I think one of the things is the um, the media focus on Bitcoin now. They, they see that they can get the clicks. And so they're very quick to kind of cover this stuff. And uh, we know how mainstream media is in terms of its responsibility of making sure that they don't you know, sensationalize something. So uh, we can be pretty sure that uh, the media will uh, very much act as kindling for the next bubble. And maybe it'll happen way sooner than we are all expecting because of the amplified, you know, uh, voice of Bitcoin now. Uh, so that's something to look, look forward to. I don't know whether it's going to really change it fundamentally to be an earlier bubble, but I could honestly see, you know, maybe even the end of 2020 starting to see that big uh, price growth phase. Who knows? Dan Held said in one of my podcasts that he thinks there is an, a super cycle coming up. Do you think that the technology developments in the last years will be like, uh, that the network will be capable of these uh, new super cycle and the new demands? Yeah. I mean, if you look at what we had really in the 2017 bubble, 
we had just had our first major fork of Bitcoin uh, uh, with Bitcoin Cash, not wanting to implement SegWit. Uh, and that was basically it. I mean, now we have SegWit, you know, pretty widely used across Bitcoin. We have Lightning that's, you know, developing every day and adding more capacity and becoming a, a more secure network. We have these side chains that are starting to build on Bitcoin. I mean, there's a lot of different scaling uh, uh, solutions that have kind of come out. We have all of these consumer grade products to store Bitcoin that weren't there in 2017. We have all of these financial companies that are uh, uh, creating ways that you can interact with Bitcoin uh, in a seamless and kind of almost invisible manner. So, I mean, there's a lot of uh, technological improvements that people who haven't been paying attention are going to be very, very pleased and impressed to see when they kind of jump back into the Bitcoin space here in a couple months or a year. Hmm. I mean, one main thing that's happening also is like that Square Crypto is in the Bitcoin space now. And like uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter seems to be a real Bitcoiner, which is a great thing, I think. But on the other hand, these days, your Bitcoin conference uh, Twitter handle is suspended. Why is that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so truthfully, we have not gotten a clear answer from Twitter yet why they suspended our account. Uh, we have uh, uh, theories that one of our co-workers spun up a, uh, uh, a account about the coronavirus and got that account suspended uh, a couple weeks ago, and right at the same time as uh, our Bitcoin 2020 accounts got suspended. And that, that co-worker was logged into both at the same time. So we're thinking maybe that was the, the impetus, but really we have no idea Uh, and we're, you know, we're working every single angle we possibly can to get, you know, a, a forthright answer from them to figure out what we can do to fix this problem, uh, uh, to figure out, you know, what it is that we need in order to get our Twitter account back. Uh, I mean, it's very frustrating because, you know, we worked hard to make that thing uh, a valuable asset to the Bitcoin space and, you know, be able to amplify voices who are kind of uh, creating cool things in the space. And, Uh, you know, to have it just ripped out from our hands like that is is really frustrating and, and really disappointing. Uh, and, you know, so far we have not gotten an actual person on the other end to tell us what's going on. We've only gotten automated responses from Twitter support and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's been frustrating, um, but we're still pretty hopeful that we'll be able to uh, find a way to get this account back because, You know, uh, it's it's a it's an asset of ours. It's an asset of the conference, and because of that, it's an asset of Bitcoins. You know, we're trying to be champions of Bitcoin, so we want this thing back. Uh, we want to be able to you know keep spreading the word about the conference and about uh, all the cool things in Bitcoin. And you know, Jack, if you're listening to this, uh, uh, please help us out because uh, you know we're good guys. We're just wanting to you know tell the truth and talk about Bitcoin. So so please give us our account back. Yeah, I mean, this can only be a misunderstanding. And that's the downside on these, I will say, uh, big centralized companies in media space that work with algorithms and stuff. I guess that everything there is automatically done. And so if you don't have a person there that sees, okay, it's Bitcoin Conf 2020, they don't do anything bad. Uh, it's difficult, yeah? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, when you think about it too, um, you know, what kind of society are we creating, right? Are we creating a society where, you know, someone who lies publicly uh, gets removed 
I mean, even, you know, this is a weird stance to take, I know, but, you know, we used to have a society where people can be wrong or make mistakes or, uh, you know, have things count against them and then, you know, rehabilitate themselves and, and improve and come back. And it's like, we've created this society now that is so quick to shut down any sort of, uh, uh, you know, any sort of discourse or, uh, uh, conversation really. I mean, it's so inflammatory. It's so quick to just jump to conclusions and we're so quick to just cut each other off. Uh, and I think that, you know, this is a weird, uh, microcosm of that larger issue. Uh, and I think that that issue is only getting bigger. It's only getting worse. We're having less and less time with each other. We're, we're seeing each other's viewpoints less and less. Uh, and you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm just, I'm ringing the bell about because ultimately we as a society have to be, uh, understanding of each other and interested in each other and not quick to label each other. And, and, uh, you know, all of these things are, I think, are very uh, prescient things in Bitcoin. Uh, uh, you know, Bitcoin has this rugged individualism, this be who you are kind of mentality. And uh, uh, that's why I like it so much is that, you know, you allow people to, to screw up or to try and do things that don't work and to fail. Uh, and because of that, you know, it, it's a stronger community because of it. So that's a really long winded, uh, uh, answer and kind of tailspin, uh, conversation, but you know, it's one of the things that I've been munching on ever since all this happened. What I have learned uh, with Bitcoin is that there are so many people with the, with, uh, a very different ideas in general about different topics, but there's one common goal and that is Bitcoin. And so I've learned also a lot to also listen to other people, even though they might have a, like a complete opposite opinion as I have on different things. But on the other hand, so why not? I mean, yeah, I think this uh, black and white is really dangerous. And uh, with your Twitter handle, I guess it's really a collateral damage, you know, so that I can't imagine what your conference uh, site or Twitter handle should have done wrong because you're only marketing the conference. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, for there is nothing that we did wrong. I mean, there's just, there's nothing. We've gone back. We've looked at everything we could possibly have done wrong. There's absolutely nothing. So it's, it's just a, there's some mistake that was done somewhere. And now we're at the mercy of whether anyone at Twitter cares enough to actually look at what happened and fix it. Fingers crossed. It sounds a little bit like uh, the banks, the big banks where you can't talk with uh, the banker anymore and stuff. It's actually the same in a way. Yeah, actually, it's a really good uh, uh, comparison. You know, that is happening across all different aspects of our society. I mean, it's here in social media, it's in banks, it's in, you know, different workings with internet and like uh, phone companies and You know, so much of our lives now, we're just interacting with machines. And I think, you know, we'll see more and more kind of the the second and third order effects that come from the lack of human touch in our everyday lives. That's the perfect segue to your conference because there people meet other people. Absolutely. You know, our conference is, is really just that. It's a group of people meeting each other, hanging out maybe grabbing a beer, dancing to music, talking about Bitcoin, staying up late, talking about different ideologies, uh, uh, you know, hanging out. I mean, it, it, this is like 
people don't realize how precious it is to have friends and uh, acquaintances and colleagues who are tackling some of the biggest issues in society all together. Uh, uh, and to be able to kind of touch that and, and to, you know, speak one-on-one with some of the people who are trying to solve the problems. I mean, that's the most exciting thing in the world. I mean, these people are, are the, the Bill Gateses and the Steve Jobses and the, you know, uh, Jack Dorsey's of finance. Uh, we are creating the digital financial world and everything touches digital finance. Everything in the world will be impacted by what we're doing. Uh, and so we're giving this platform for people to come together uh, to learn about it and to talk about it and just to enjoy themselves and not have to be defensive of why are they interested in Bitcoin and isn't Bitcoin a scam and why are they wasting their time and uh, isn't it rat poison squared? You know, all of these, you know, just attacks that constantly people are dealing with and we can get past all of that. We can get past other, you know, BTCs, not Bitcoin or, you know, XYZ coin is the new Bitcoin. We don't have to worry about listening to all of that crap. It's just talking about the thing that we all love and we're all excited about and we're all interacting with on a daily basis and being able to get past those, you know, first level questions of, what is Bitcoin? Why is it important? You know, who uses it? Uh, what's a blockchain? Yada, yada, yada. All that stuff we can kind of skip over or at least gloss over quickly so that we can talk about the really cool stuff that happens in the space. I completely understand it. And I'm uh, totally looking forward to it because actually I miss my conferences and the people I meet there. And um, what you were saying is also a reason why I do a Bitcoin only podcast, meaning Bitcoin BTC. Because there's so much to talk about that I would not even find the time to research all the other things. Yeah, Which are the main topics of the conference? We're trying to pull some of the narratives that have been kind of under-highlighted because of uh, a need to always start from ground one uh, or level one. So we've got kind of uh, four tracks that we're feeling out right now. There's the, the Bitcoin ecosystem. Uh, and that's like, what's the latest in mining and exchanges and custody and, uh, uh, you know, all of the kind of the nuts and bolts that happen behind the scenes in Bitcoin uh, uh, and letting people kind of learn how it is that a Bitcoin goes from, you know, nothing, non-existence to in your pocket or in your, you know, uh, Trezor, or your ledger or uh, your Coinbase account or wherever it is. Because uh, it's, a, it's a very, you know, it's not as uh, straightforward as everyone thinks. And, you know, all these Bitcoins, they have a they have a history, they have a past uh, and you can kind of see it. So, you know, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, and then the next one we're kind of talking about is uh, like our programming money section. And that's where we're looking at the real intersection between uh, uh, finance and the financial world we have today and Bitcoin. And like, what are the financial products that Bitcoin can enable and how will financial institutions interact with Bitcoin and, uh, you know, lightning and smart contracts and taproot and Schnorr and, you know, side chains, all these kind of different ways that uh, uh, Bitcoin has, you know, a unique value proposition over the, the dollar. Uh, and that's that's kind of kind of be its own section. Uh, and then kind of my two favorite. We have the future economy, uh, and the future economy is going to be 
what can you build with Bitcoin? Uh, you know, all of these, you know, think 20, 30, 50, 100 years out, you know, what could this look like in that amount of time? You know, and so what is uh, uh, machine to machine payments? You know, how will your Tesla charge itself at a charging station and come pick you up without you even knowing? Uh, and, you know, all of these kinds of uh, cool, weird. What does Bitcoin look like when we are living in space and colonizing other planets? You know, uh, uh, how will Bitcoin interact with that? Uh, you know, what does a uh, self-sustained economy look like with Bitcoin? You know, what sort of alternate energy sources do we have? Uh, how much of energy will be directed towards mining Bitcoin uh, when Bitcoin is kind of the standard across the world? Uh, so that's that. And then the last one is how Bitcoin changes us. And this is kind of a broad look at society and societal trends uh, and how Bitcoin intersects with that. Uh, looking at it from, you know, second, third developed countries, uh, uh, third world countries, looking at it from a standpoint of, uh, you know, some of the ideologies of like a Hayek or a Friedman or a Adam Smith and how those interact with the ideologies of Satoshi Nakamoto. Um, and, you know, different uh, adoption trends, different maybe regulatory trends, uh, but really trying to dig into the the human aspect of Bitcoin, uh, which in some ways seems ironic, but uh, is, a, is a really important part of it. I like this track very much, the last one, because it says here, where in the world is Bitcoin needed the most? Um, very interested in that. You know, I'm going to Zimbabwe and Botswana next month. Who is coming? I think I saw Ray Youssef on the program as a speaker already confirmed, which is very interesting because I've never met him before. He's, I think, CEO and founder of uh, Paxful. Who are other people who are coming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, we, you know, we're still early in our speaker list uh, in terms of who we announced, but uh, you know, we've got Tony Hawk, uh, who is you know the legendary uh, skateboarder. Uh, and kind of an icon in, in you know, uh, in countercultural movements. Uh, we have Nick Zabo, you know, uh, who needs no introduction. Uh, Adam Back. We have Caitlin Long, who's one of the preeminent kind of U.S. Uh, regulators around Bitcoin. Uh, we've got, you know, uh, Jimmy Song and uh, Marty Malmi, who I think is really cool. He rarely ever speaks anywhere. Marty Malmi is serious. Uh, who was the second developer ever to work on Bitcoin. He worked directly with Satoshi uh, uh, and did the first ever, uh, you know, Bitcoin core update. Uh, so, you know, he's kind of been laying low ever since and he, he doesn't talk too much, but he's coming to talk about kind of the early days of him working with Satoshi on Bitcoin. Uh, so I'm really excited to hear about that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've got uh, Pascal Gauthier of Ledger, CEO of Ledger, Uh, Rockstar Dev, who's done BTC Pay Server and uh, a few other things. Steve Lee, who's the head of Square Crypto. Uh, we even have like at Wiz, uh, you know, some Twitter personalities on there and uh, NVK. So, I mean, we've got when we got all of the, the Bitcoiners who are, uh, uh, you know, doing really cool things, uh, kind of all coming together to talk about the cool stuff they're doing. Haley Lennon uh, is now uh, regulatory counsel with Coinbase. Uh, and she'll be there. We've got, it's, it's going to be just a, an all-star lineup of, you know, thinkers and tinkerers uh, with Bitcoin. So we're super excited. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I also saw it's uh, Pascal Gauthier is coming, the CEO of Ledger. Yep. yep. I've never met him. Will it will be very interesting to hear him talk. Definitely. And you know, uh, uh, to tease a little bit, be on the lookout for this week because uh, we're pushing announcements through our Bitcoin Magazine handle. But uh, I think we're going to have some pretty big speaker announcements this week. How can one imagine the venue and 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 the days? What what is going to happen there? Is there an outside area or is it just an inside event? Yeah, so uh, it's okay. the The venue is really cool. We were there last year, but we had to close off a good amount of it because uh, you know it was just too big. Um, but we're opening it all up this year. Basically, what it is is it's a converted Honda dealership. Uh, and so it's this very large open area kind of, uh, factory workshoppy feeling vibe, uh, with these big ramps that lead you across three floors. Um, there's a rooftop that we've got a beer garden in, uh, uh so you'll be able to, uh, if, if the weather's good, you'll be able to enjoy the sunshine. If the weather's not good, we'll have tents and you'll be able to sit up there and, you know, drink beer and listen to music and chat. Uh, we have a main stage as well as uh, our keynote stage. So last year, you know, our, our main stage was on the third floor. Uh, this year, our main stage is really going to be on the second floor. Uh, uh, and then we're going to have the third floor be this like stage for keynotes, for big announcements and presentations. But all of our core content that we were just talking about is going to happen kind of on the, the second floor stage. Uh, and so we're trying something new there and really letting people uh, dig in with the content in a way that doesn't feel too uh, uh, luxury or presentation-y and, you know, feels a little bit more intimate and a little bit more uh, uh, interactive. Um, and then on the first floor, we have Exhibitor Hall with, you know, we're probably going to have over, I would bet over 80 sponsors, maybe over 100 sponsors coming in. Uh, talking about the company that they're building and the cool stuff they're doing. We have a lightning arcade, uh, which is something really fun. We're going to try and get a whole bunch of video games, a whole bunch of arcade games, uh, maybe even some AR, VR type games, uh, uh, some lightning games. Uh, you know, the the guys at ZB, uh, sorry, Zebedee um, it, are doing a really cool like Pokemon Go style game around the conference where you'll be able to go different places and earn sats uh, uh, by, you know, doing little fun things on the, on the phone. Uh, and I mean, you know, there's going to be all sorts of really cool ideas that we're going to be able to kind of execute on in that arcade. Uh, and then we've got a uh, art gallery where a lot of the really great artists in the space are going to be presenting and uh, showcasing their latest creations around Bitcoin, around cypherpunkism, around, you know, uh, just kind of whatever they find, uh, uh, you know, particularly enticing. And they're going to be showing that off in the uh, uh, art gallery. Uh, and, you know, last year it was a huge success. So we're really blowing it out and, and having a much bigger gallery where you can really talk to the artists and learn more about their pieces. Uh, and then we've got a store um, and the the store will just kind of have all the swag that you'd ever need uh, to be a, a full on Bitcoiner. So you can come to our conference and leave knowing that no one's a bigger Bitcoiner than you uh, because you've got all the gear that'll that'll get you from uh, zero to 100. <laughs> and what do you recommend? When should people fly in or come to San Francisco and when fly out? That's a great question. The events that we're doing 
We've got this whale night for, uh, you know, people who are wanting to schmooze with kind of the, the big whales in Bitcoin. Uh, uh, and that's a, a separate ticket, but it's happening the night before uh, Bitcoin 2020. And then uh, uh, there are going to be some other uh, events that aren't ours, but are our friends or, our, you know, our uh, sponsors are putting on or, you know, people from SF are putting on that'll be happening probably, I don't know how early they're going to go because, you know, these are just people spinning them up. Uh, but I would bet some of them are going to be on even the 24th or the 25th. Uh, our conference is on the 27th and 28th. So uh, this is all of March. So, you know, I, I wish I had a firm date that I would say, you know, get there on this date and you won't miss anything. Um, but I will say that our stuff happens on the 27th and 28th. And I would anticipate that on the 26th and the 25th, there will probably also be some really cool side events happening around the conference. Uh, and that's the best answer I can give. Uh, and you know, it's not because I'm trying to withhold any information. It's just, you know, we keep getting inbounds from different friends and people saying, Hey, we want to do, you know, a happy hour, or we want to do a little workshop on X, Y, Z or all that kind of stuff. And we're just saying, yeah, yeah. You know, like, let's get you on the site. Uh, and, and, you know, if people want to go to it, then, uh, hopefully people will show up early and, and go to it. Uh, and you can see all those events that we have currently on Bitcoin2020conference.com uh, in the week tab. You'll see some SAT Alight events. Uh, and those are kind of the, the running list that we have of different events happening. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was a very long-winded answer. But looking at it right now, it looks like there's uh, a couple events on the 24th. So I would say right now, be there at least on the 24th if you want to go to Nodal Day. And if you want to do a karaoke session with... Uh, BTC sessions and Stefan Lavera on the 24th. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I will fly in on the 20th, on the 23rd. Yeah. yeah um, perfect. Do you, do you have any accommodation, accommodation tips? Because I think the venue is in Tenderloin, but Tenderloin is not the best uh, quarter. I think where not the best area to live. Is it? Yeah, definitely. So, but we have a, uh, a hotel partner. Yeah. The Grand Hyatt of San Francisco is our official partner. They have some discounted rates. Uh, I don't think there's a ton of them, but I think there's still a few left. Uh, so you can book a hotel there. Uh, the Tenderloin district is not the greatest part of uh, San Francisco, but it's, this is kind of on the border of the Tenderloin district. So uh, uh, you're going to be in a fine location. It's actually a block away from Twitter's headquarters. So uh, if we don't get our conference Twitter account back, we'll, we'll be throwing rocks at them. <laughs> we can go uh, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, so it's not a terrible place by any, any means, uh, but it is starting to get into the parts of San Francisco where, you know, people don't want to be walking around all the time at night kind of thing. And that's, you know, uh, as far as I would go with that, because it's not, it's not that bad of an area really uh, where we are. Uh, the other thing that we're doing with the conference is that we are closing off uh, the street next to the venue. Uh, and we're throwing a block party out there as part, you know, just where the lunch is going to be, where people are going to be hanging out as well during the conference so that'll also kind of give a little bit of privacy from kind of the, the hustle and bustle of the city and from, you know, any wanderers kind of uh, wanting to check out what's going on. So there'll be a little bit, there'll be very good security there and uh, even a little block party to kind of give us a, a bit of padding around us. And how many people do you expect? Are there tickets left? We have a few tickets left. 
we are going to sell out uh, almost guaranteed. Uh, and so the question really comes down to like, we're submitting our uh, uh, floor plan to the fire marshal right now. And whatever that fire marshal tells us is going to be the max number is going to be uh, how many attendees we have. Uh, uh, so we're looking at uh, between three and 4,000 people. Uh, and so it's just going to be wherever we have to cap it. We have sold over a thousand, uh, almost over, I think, 1200 tickets now. Uh, so almost halfway sold out. And, you know, the way we've thrown a lot of conferences in our days uh, and the way that ticket sales usually go is that uh, right now you would be at between like a tenth to a fifth of the total attendees. Uh, and we're looking at being like at 50% right now. So there's, there's no way that uh, this, I mean, this thing's just going to sell out. So make sure you get your tickets now uh, while they're still cheap. We're going to have to be raising the ticket price too, as kind of uh, uh, ticket prices, you know, tickets become more scarce. And uh, uh, so it's just going to, you know, I can't stress enough that if you're interested in coming to this event, you have to buy the ticket now. Otherwise, you know, you may have to wait till next year. Okay, today is Monday, the 3rd February, and the price is $250, I think. Yep. When when will the price rise? That's a great question. We're about to publish our ticket pricing schedule from here on out uh, based on different dates. Uh, I can't tell you. I'm, my bet says it'll be at the end of the month will be the next ticket price hike. Uh, I can't tell you for sure. It may change just because we've sold so many tickets. That's the fun part of being in a conference is, you know, you have to do all the little things that all the conferences do in order to just make sure that uh, you don't end up backflowing all of your tickets at the very end and uh, have no guess at how many people are going to come. So you got to, you know, start the ticket prices low, hike them up so that you give people encouragement to buy now versus buy later and all those kind of fun, fun games that you have to play. But Uh, I've never before had to tell people like literally buy your ticket now because I don't want people to just miss out. I think organizing such an event is an art in itself because you have to arrange so many different things. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely an art. And on top of that, you know, this is a B2C conference, right? Uh, this is us throwing a conference for our customers, aka the attendees. It's not a B2B. It's not different companies talking to other companies about their company. This is about people enjoying Bitcoin. And so because of that, uh, we are very much at the whims and the will of the people who want to come to our conference. And, uh, you know, that's been a really uh, a big learning experience for us, a humbling experience, uh, because we get so much good feedback from our attendees and from our followers on Twitter. And we're constantly learning more and more about different things we should be covering, different people who we should be reaching out to, different, uh, uh, you know, takes on different companies that, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's an ever evolving uh, ecosystem. And uh, we've learned that it's impossible to please everyone. And so what it's really about, it's about, you know, setting your ideology uh, early, and then building a conference based on that. Our ideology is every single person in the world will eventually be a Bitcoiner. And so there is no reason to restrict who is coming to a Bitcoin conference, but they are all there to talk about Bitcoin. We're not talking about other coins. We're not talking about, you know, anything else. We're talking about Bitcoin and how it affects the world. Uh, and we invite anyone who wants to talk about that to come talk about it with us. Uh, and that's, you know, every company will be a Bitcoin company. Every person will be a Bitcoiner. 
uh, uh, and we just can't wait to see everyone in San Francisco. Yeah, me too. And I want to add everybody who sees me, please talk to me there. I'm looking forward, very much forward to the conference. How can people stay in the loop now since your Twitter handle is suspended? Yeah, great question. Uh, we have our Bitcoin magazine uh, Twitter handle. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a very big handle. Uh, and we're trying to figure out what the balance is between, you know, continuing to talk about the conference on there versus maybe uh, focusing more on, uh, uh, you know, our Bitcoin magazine content that we're rolling out. So for, for right now, uh, all updates and everything about the conference will flow through at Bitcoin magazine. Uh, and that may change moving forward, but you'll get that update from at Bitcoin magazine. So there's your short answer. Is there anything left? What do you want to say? I mean, I think that just about covers it on the conference. And, you know, uh, it's been great talking to you and it's been great kind of, you know, uh, spouting off some of the things that have been keeping me up at night about, you know, society and the world and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to meet you at Bitcoin 2020. Then thank you very much. Have a good week and uh, all the best to you for uh, getting your Twitter account back again. <laughs> thank you so much. And you have a great week too. If you like my show, please subscribe to it in your podcast player and share the episode on social media. You can find all links that were mentioned in the show notes on the website or in your podcast player. You can contact me also on Twitter, LinkedIn or YouTube. Goodbye from Vienna. Auf Wiederhören. Music, start with yes, delicate beats. Idea, content and production, yours truly, Anita Posch.